Welcome to Confessions of the Unknown. This is Fairy, your portal to the unseen. Every two weeks, we dive into real ghost stories and chilling encounters brought to you by creepybonfire.com. So get ready to be hooked on the mysteries that hide in plain sight. Will you dare to listen? Join us and let's uncover the secrets together. But first, let me spill on my midnight ritual that keeps me company while I unravel our latest spooky tales. It is called Coffee's Rebel Roast Blend. It's smooth, rich in flavor, and it sparks my thoughts into action. If you're curious, check them out at call.coffee and use the code CREEPYBONFIRE, all in caps, to get an exclusive 50% of your order. Tonight's first confession takes us where a family's new home becomes the stage for unexplained shadows and a hunting presence that defies explanation. Twelve years ago, we moved into a very haunted, possibly demonic apartment for context, I will need to go further back in timeline as my stepson has a huge component of the story. This story is about my stepson were related to me from my husband. I believe my stepson as a child was sensitive to ghosts, paranormal, etc. An incident happened when my stepson was a baby at another apartment where he woke up in the middle of the night crying like he was hurt in his crib. Husband and mom noticed three scratches on his back. Of course can be explained yet husband insisted those scratches were not there prior to putting him to sleep. Another strange phenomenon is that almost every photo of my stepson had some orb near him. Of course can be explained Yet there was photos of just his foot in the background and a well-placed orb near his foot. No matter the location of the photo, 90% of the photos we had of him had this weird orb next to him. Now jumping back into 12 years ago, we had found an apartment to rent. We had a terrible credit and the landlord gave us a chance. We were very excited, as the apartment was in a relatively decent part of the town and to be getting our own space, as we had been living with my mom, was a very good start for us. One thing I remember when the landlord first showed us the apartment, he said that he had to do extensive renovations to the apartment as the previous tenants destroyed the place. First month. I started noticing small shadows from the two bedrooms out of the corner of my eyes. I chucked it up to just exhaustion because I had my then one-year-old son. Things grew more intense where I put my one-year-old down for a nap and decided to shower. I left the door open that led from the single bathroom to my bedroom just in case my one-year-old woke up. As I was showering, I felt as though someone was watching me. When I opened my eyes, 
I see a black shadow run past the door. My one ear started crying hysterically. I quickly got out of the shower and looked around the house convinced that someone broke in. I checked in the front door. Everything was locked. A month or so passed from this incident. My two stepkids, seven and eight at that time, would come one day a week and on some weekends. The room was relatively unused. I started hearing their sliding wood closet doors knock and a strange rotten egg smell coming from their room. I searched high and low for the source of the smell but never found anything. My mother-in-law had stayed over a few times and would tease me that the kids must have left an egg salad sandwich somewhere. My husband heard the knocking at some point, yet chucked it up to the air conditioning kicking on. One weekend, my husband was out of town for work and I was alone with the kids. I had got them all to sleep and decided to stay up to watch ghost adventures. I was laying on the couch when I happened to look up and see my stepson standing by the couch with his eyes closed. Immediately realized he was sleepwalking, which happened time to time. He started mumbling about an old scary man in his closet. I stupidly thought he was having a nightmare and guided him back to his bed. As I started to walk out of the room, my stepson sat up in the bed and mumbled again. The old man in the closet is looking at me. I looked over to see the closet open and instantly got creeped out. Then my stepson said, He's going to knock. Then three quick knocks happened. Immediately the smell of rotten eggs got heavy in the room. I flicked the lights on and guided my stepson to my bedroom. I was freaking out internally because my stepdaughter was on the top bunk in that room sleeping and I didn't want to leave her alone. I got all the kids into my bed and stayed up until I no longer could fight sleep. I'm not super religious, but I asked my mother advice on what to do. She said to pray over the rooms and get oil on my fingers and place crosses over each door frame. I did exactly what she told me. That night, I had a terrible nightmare that my mom was possessed. In the nightmare, she had died a gruesome death that I was made to watch. I woke up hysterically crying. I wanted nothing more to just be able to move. But it was not an option. After this, the activity in the apartment calmed. Yet one new thing started happening. One night, I woke up to my bed shaking. It felt as though someone has placed their knees against our mattress and was shaking in it. As soon as I tried to wake up my husband to see if he felt it, it would immediately stop. This would happen weekly. For context, my one-year-old son slept in a toddler bed in front of our bed. One night, my one-year-old and I 
we were sleeping in the living room. My husband went to bed early as he had to go to work early next day. He came out of the room looking upset and said to stop allowing our one-year-old to come to the room because he was shaking the bed. I told him our son never went into the room. As soon as I finished that sentence, the glass cover to the entryway light, which was right behind me, came crashing down. My husband stood there, sleepingly trying to process everything. He finally was feeling and seeing the things I've been dealing with. One day, a house nearby went for rent, and so we moved out. We were at this apartment for less than a year. We never experienced anything like what we experienced in that apartment. It was a relief, because I was worried that whatever was in this place might attach itself to us. Share your ghostly encounters with us at creepybonfire at gmail.com and your story may be featured in our next episode. Plus, join our Creepy Bonfire community on Reddit. It is a place where horror enthusiasts unite over shared thrills and chills. Now imagine hearing sounds from your house, but finding that nothing's there. Our next confession takes us through a year filled with eerie tricks, turning the comfort of home into something strange and unsettling. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I call it the mimic. When I was 17, for almost a whole year, almost every time my mom and sister were out of town for the day, and I was home alone, I'd heard it. Keys jingling in the floor, the click of the lock, the scrape of the door sliding open and closed as the dogs rushed to it to the front door, barking to greet whoever just came home. I'd hear my mom or sister to tell the dogs to stop and that they live here, but the dogs wouldn't stop barking and go about their business. I would get up to go and say hi and help out with things away, but nobody would be there. But I swear I heard them. This stopped happening once I started staying in bed and calling my mom to see where they were instead of getting up to greet them. Once after my mom had surgery, she was staying at her parents' place for a few weeks to heal. I brought my dog for a walk, and when I came home, my mom's dog, who was asleep in her room, started barking. I heard my mom tell her, Shelby, stop barking. And after a few more barks, she listened and stopped. I ran to my mom's room to say hello. I hadn't seen her for a few weeks, and at that point, I didn't know she was coming home. But her room was empty. I still don't know what it was or why the dogs listened to the disembodied voice. I don't know why it was stealing my family's voices. From knocking in, yes, in the walls, to claws crapping down my closet door. My sister had just left to her boyfriend's and my mom was at work. 
I was in the same apartment, and I started feeling sick one day. I grabbed a banana and went to my room to try and feel better. Almost as soon as I got on the bed, I heard a knocking coming from inside the walls. I could replicate it exactly by knocking my knuckle against the wall. I called my sister crying because I didn't know what that was, and she came home. But just before the front door opened, the knocking stopped. She made sure I was all right and then left again, and everything was quiet. I stood up to go throw my banana peel away, and as I was walking past my closet and out of my bedroom, I heard one final knock in the walls. A few months later, I rearranged my bedroom and set up a little reading corner when I was leaning against my closet in a little blanket nest I made on the floor. It only happened when I was leaning against the door for over 20 times, but any time I would be reading in my little nest, I would hear and feel the vibrations of the door rumbling against my back. What sounded like claws dragging down the inside of the closet door trying to get out. It only happened three times before I rearranged my room again. This time, I put my bed against the closet door so anything in there couldn't get out. Mind you, my closet was completely full to the top. Even a kitty couldn't fit there. So I don't know where that sound was coming from, but it certainly wasn't the three garbage bags pressing against the door. I still hear things coming from my closet after moving my bed against it, but I felt safer knowing that it couldn't get out. I still don't know what's in the apartment, but I'm glad it didn't follow me when we left. In my house, before the one I just moved out of, a few days after my mom and I moved in, I was talking to one of the neighbors, and she brought up that I was so young to be into older men. I questioned what she meant, and she said that the night before midnight, I was at my window smoking, and there was an old man standing behind me. Me and my mom lived alone, and no man could be in that house at midnight. The attic was in my room at that house, and we put a latch lock on it, because it flew open one day and I heard stomping around my room like a man in work boots. Multiple times the latch would just fall and I had to pull the chain tight to lock it so no way it could have fallen. One day the latch fell and there was no possible way to relatch it. That day the attic door started bagging open and closed repeatedly for about 15 minutes right in front of me. I just remembered, at that same apartment I was laying in bed, right at the edge of the bed with my hand over the edge, when I heard a loud banging. Like someone punched my dresser across the room. It made me jump into the middle of the bed, and a few seconds later, my bed started aggressively vibrating off the floor. In the house I just moved from, my sister had the basement for over a year. Everyone in the house changed rooms, 
and me and my daughter moved to the basement. One night, around 2 a.m., I woke up to my bedroom door creaking open. I just moved my eyes to look at the door and saw a skeletal-looking hand reaching into my room slowly. It got about halfway to the elbow before I just stopped for a few seconds and then slowly moved back out. As soon as the hand was out of sight, I whispered to my dog, Go look at the hole. She was watching the door too, and she got up, jumped off the bed, and ran into the hallway. She came back a few seconds later, and I immediately jumped up and ran to slam the door shut and lock it. It couldn't have been my sister, because the stairs are creaky and she wouldn't have been able to get back upstairs without me hearing. Naturally, I was up the rest of the night. When the sun came up, I waited another couple of hours until about 10 a.m. and then went upstairs to her room and woke her up asking why she was in my room the night before. And she was confused. She said she hadn't gone downstairs since she did laundry the afternoon before. We were the only two people home. After that, my daughter, 27 months old, would periodically wake up from her room next to mine and just scream. My sister agrees with me that it wasn't the normal let me out of this room screaming. She was terrified. One time I went in her room when she started screaming and she ran to me and just clutched onto me so tightly while craning her head towards the window. When she learned her words about a month after it started, she would say, go, go, at nothing. We just moved two weeks ago and she's been talking to the closet before bed. And sometimes when we're downstairs, she points to the stairs and waves and says, Upstairs, bye-bye. Now here's a little something for my fellow book lovers and mystery solvers. Imagine pairing your favorite coffee plant with a horror or true crime book every month. Cold Coffee got a subscription box that's basically a book club with a caffeine kick. Each month, a new story and new brew in a mystery box on your doorstep. It's my kind of multitasking, and now you can get it too at cult.coffee. Our final confession for this episode takes us into the heart of a childhood fear, where whispers in the dark reveal that not all encounters with the unknown are to be feared. When I was a child, I was scared of the dark. I swore to my mother I've heard voices in it. They were not evil, but they were not familiar, so they scared me. It wasn't uncommon in the middle of the night for me to wake up and hear whispers, as I would call them, when asking my mom. She figured that they were just bombs in the night and typical kids' nightmare material. I tried often to explain to her that it was more than that, 
that they sounded different from one another the way people's voices do. On some nights, I would get so scared from these whispers that I would sleep in my mom's bed with her. It was an added bonus that the bathroom was directly outside of her bedroom door for my late night tinkles. I should add at this point that when walking out to the hall to go to the bathroom, you look directly down the stairs that will lead you into my living room on the first floor. My mom's bedroom's on the second floor. One such night around Christmas, I awoke and felt the need to relieve myself. I walked out from the door and distinctly I heard the phrase, Look. And to my astonishment, a red light, almost like a spotlight, was cast upon the wall at the very bottom of the stairs. The light had no other source. It was by itself, and I was transfixed by it. Being a little kid, and it only being a few days from Christmas, I knew what this light was. It was Santa. How else could he get into my house to know I was being a good boy? I was so excited, I began walking downstairs to greet him. Picking up my pace after the second step, as it began to creep off the wall and fade into the darkness in my living room. That's when I heard him, a very strong, masculine voice, different from the first, not at all like my father's, not to say that he isn't masculine, it was just distinctly different. It said, Stop, Stop right, right now. now, go, go back, back up those stairs. I listened, turned around, and what happened next, I'm not sure I would believe if someone had told me the same story. After reaching the top of the stairs, I heard a very loud crash that sent me running back to my mother's bed where I jumped straight under the covers and stayed there the whole night. When we awoke the next morning, the poinsettia lights my mother had put on the railing down the stairs were pulled straight down to the bottom of the stairs, some broken through what seemed like a forceful tear laying in a single pile. The dry sink in my living room had fallen from the wall. My mother could not explain it. My father was worried we have been victims of a home invasion. My sister was crying. There was nothing missing though. Nobody had broken in. There did not seem to be any reason this had happened. And then I saw it. And I keep quiet about it because I was so afraid that I could not force words out of my mouth. There, on the edge of the wooden dry sink which had been facing up, were three indentations where the finish of the wood had been worn, almost as if in a forceful grip. Something down there had grabbed it and threw it down. That was what the bang was. I was mortified. After that day, I never heard a single voice again. I don't like to imagine what was waiting downstairs with me that night, if it was anything at all.
but I can tell you that the reality was that something had physically acted upon two things in my house near the bottom of that stairwell. After this, I had never heard any whisper again, which is sad because in some ways I would have liked to thank the man that had stopped me from going down those stairs. This happened to me when I was seven. I'm 25 years old now, and because of this incident, I'm still afraid of the dark. As we close tonight's chapter of Confessions of the Unknown, remember, the world is filled with mysteries waiting to be uncovered. Have you experienced the unexplainable? Share your stories with us at creepybonfire at gmail.com to be featured in our next episode. Until the next episode, see you at creepybonfire.com. No.